It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby, science fiction novelist. And I'm Richard Coots. I'm a fount of pop culture trivia. All right, today, um, I just want to, first of all, I want to plug uh, my new book that's coming out. It's uh, The Shibboleth Code. It uh, should be out by now, like in uh, all over the place. You should be able to find it um, in uh, mostly on Amazon. You can get it on create uh, for you can get a print edition and you can get a Kindle edition right now. Working on other editions, so um, but yeah, it's out right now. Um, it's like twelve bucks for the print and it's uh, two ninety nine for the Kindle edition. This is the final book in a series of uh, what I call the Five Rims. And it's my space opera, uh, lovable jerk who eventually saves humanity kind of thing. Um, so if you like space operas, lots of weird aliens and cool tech and uh, strange gadgets and snarky humor, um, go pick it up. Find it at your local Amazon link. <laughs> um, so today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, Jessica Jones Season 2. And we're, we're going to try not <clears throat> to get in to get too spoilery. Listen, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it either. I mean, but I am going to get into a little little detail here. I'm not going to spo- really I don't know if I'd call it spoilers. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah. I'm going to get I'm going to get into some details here. So, Yeah, so Jessica Jones season 2 came out on Netflix uh, last weekend. And uh, I've already No, no, it came out a week ago. Week yeah, ago. yeah, a week yeah, ago. Yeah, a week ago. Um, I'm, I, I started binging it. Um, I was still kind of ill and under the weather, um, Friday, uh, Friday, that Friday it came out. I don't remember what, what I had going on. I can't remember. We didn't get together to watch it. No, you had, I don't remember what it was. You had go, oh, you had to take, uh, oh, right. your wife shopping or something. Take take my daughter shopping. Take your daughter. Okay. Take her to the. To the good old uh, Tack and Field store where they go buy all kinds of horse stuff because she's into horses. Mm. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, but anyway, so I watched the first seven episodes pretty much like through the week, and then I finished it out this weekend. And uh, I'm going to say that, you know, <clears throat> your, your, your normal Marvel mm. series is kind of comic booky, kind of, you know, a little bit, but a little mm. bit of grit. Um, I just want to warn you before you going into this, Jessica Jones is the most gritty thing they have. Okay, mm-hmm. as far as the the series that they have, I would say it's it, it's almost as gritty as as the Punisher series, but not almost as. the it, it the violence isn't like I mean it's got graphic mm-hmm. violence, but it isn't like almost nonstop violence. But it's, it's more, more the graphic scenes are kind of are kind of far and in between. I would say there's a lot more drama. It is. It's than, more of a drama uh, than even mm-hmm. the first season. Even yeah. the first season, it's more, it's more drama. Yeah. Uh, more so if you're looking driven. for if you're looking for cool superhero action, you're not going to get. Yeah, much. not a lot of that here. But that's okay. I thought mm-hmm. that they balanced it well. Um, I mean, just to kind of fill you in, Jessica Jones is this character that uh, she got superpowers like when she was young, um, and there for a while she kind of wore tights or whatever and was like one of the other superheroes. But then something happened to her. She got. Uh, taken in by um, this uh, Kilgrave guy and he has the ability to like suggest people tell people to do stuff and they just do it no matter what he tells them 
because he's got like pheromones, or is it pheromones? Is that what he does, or is it a virus he exudes? I don't remember. It causes people to come under his control. Anyway, he took he took a, he was under she was under his control for like two years mm-hmm. or something like that. And she did all this awful stuff while she was under his control, and she's been living with that for now that she got out from under his control. She's been living with it for a long time. And last season. She killed Kilgrave at mm-hmm. the very end. Sorry, spoil that, but you yeah, know it's been out a long time. It's been out for like two um, years. But uh, but she does kill Kilgrave, and when we when we pick up here, she's uh, dealing with that, dealing with being somebody who had to murder someone. Yeah, and she's well, she's uh she's kind of just trying to get back to normal, taking different jobs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But she's always the whole thing is everybody heard about her, and it's like oh. You're this vigilante. You're this hero. You yeah. saved all these people, and then there's all these other people. It's like, well, you killed this guy. You're a murderer. Why won't you? Okay, so there's this one at the beginning, and this lady. She wants. She basically. She hires her for a job, but then she mm-hmm. basically wants her to be her hitman. She's yeah. Like, no, I don't murder people. He's just like, well, you killed that other guy. So yeah. why won't you kill him? So she's having to deal with that. And she's uh, she's constantly do- drinking booze to oh, try yeah. and dull the pain. Mm-hmm. But- she has to drink a lot of booze to like even get close to being drunk. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, that was a her alcoholism was a theme in the first season mm-hmm. too, and it yeah it continues here. It does, um, and uh, you know, but what we find out in this season, you're going to find out if you watch the see the series, um, season two is a little more backstory into how she got her powers, uh-huh. um, and the whole, you know. Uh, story behind the accident and what killed her parents and you know and her and her brother um, and it it that takes on its own life mm-hmm. in this in this second season it's a, without it, really spoiling yeah this, no you know. that's that's the main driving plot but well that's part of it but the mm-hmm. villain is very connected to her and I, I won't spoil you know what the the details of this but. The villain is has a very is very has a very personal connection to that to her yeah to her character and then her um, her relationship with Trish uh, that takes re- a turn yeah and, I that mean, really when it happens um, I wanted to throw something at the screen even though I was watching on an iPad <laughs> but I was still wanting to throw something and not out of uh, rage that it's all oh, this is a stupid idea in that it just really made me angry. Uh, uh, it really pulled a reaction out of me. And that's the thing I want to talk about. One of the big things I want to talk about with this second season is that the writing is so good. It is amazing. But, I mean, it is just so but good. That's, that's another thing she has to deal with is that all the people she's closest to, mm-hmm. are, are they're, they're so dysfunctional. Yes. And she's just having to deal with them all the time, and they're just kind of, they're not really great support for her. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, um, in the first season, uh, Jerry, who's Car- Carrie Ann Moss's character, mm-hmm. um, was pretty pretty positive and pretty supportive, but something happens to, to Carrie Ann Moss's character that is pretty pretty devastating, and how she deals with it Well, is, I don't know if she's ever been a positive character. Um, she's always she's, been... She's kind of like one of those gray area characters for Well, sure. she's... I mean, throughout all the Marvel series, she's appeared through in almost mm-hmm. all of them. She's, for the most part, uh, been portrayed as pretty detestable, the way she treats people. Yeah. Uh, the tri- people around her. But she goes off the deep end in this Oh, one. yeah, really. I mean, she really becomes this just 
really despicable kind of character. I'm gonna spoil it for you. She no, got. Don't, she don't, got. Don't, I'm don't. sorry. She she got the diabetes. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She got the diabetes. He's lying, fans. He's lying. Okay, so uh, I mean, but you know. These characters are very. Um, I felt that they were very real. We we are introduced to a new character too. That's um, uh, just kind of a peripheral character that becomes kind of a. Uh, I don't know if he's really a love interest or not, but um, shows you kind of like what what other people, how other people might see Jessica. Mm-hmm. You know, because we look at her like, oh, she's superhero stuff like that. She's got that famous friend who. Uh, it's Pat. It's Pat. It's Patsy. So, uh, you know, I I really love the way it all turned out. And honestly, when you get to the end of it, there's going to be a tear-jerking moment that's Mm -hmm. just, oh my gosh. It has the catharsis of a Greek tragedy. Mm -hmm. This this whole season two, the catharsis of a Greek tragedy. It is just like you watch this, and I would compare it to a Greek tragedy Mm -hmm. because... The model of a Greek tragedy is that um, what makes it tragic is that the character makes all these horrible decisions, and you see the you see the problem or, or the consequences mm-hmm. of those horrible decisions. But the per, you know, like a Shakespearean tragedy. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about this for a second. The Shakespearean tragedy, the main character, like Macbeth, for example, dies. Mm-hmm. That's what happens in a Shakespearean tragedy. But in a Greek tragedy the person is left with the consequences of what they have done and they have to live with it. And that's kind of what this is, I think. I think mm-hmm. it's a Greek tragedy. Okay, yeah, but getting back to the great writing, now you were talking about how people... That's what I was talking about, what, the, how the people, writing models right, right, of right, Greek right. But how yeah. people perceive her and all that. But mm-hmm. that that's the thing what's great about the writing. This one, though, is you see all these people and they appear as one thing... Uh, in certain parts of the scene, but you realize there's all these layers beneath yeah. them, and they're not yeah. well, how they, you know, what you see on the surface is right. not how they actually are, and that's one of the great things about this series when we're talking about the drama and everything mm-hmm. is that it it takes its time, it yeah. takes its time it with does. character development, and it really peels those layers back on all the characters uh-huh. and and really gets lets you see the full uh, why they see things a certain way, mm-hmm. how, why they are, how they are, yeah. and they really take that time to let the characters breathe. Um, yes. And so, and that's what's great about this series. So, like like you were talking about the guy who's, who's uh, you saying he's like kind of her love interest. Well, I'll say it. He, he does, he becomes her love interest. Yeah. But, but he appears like as this but huge it's bit. it's still he, really complicated. Sure, sure. But he appears like when you first meet him, he appears as like this bigot, and he hates people with powers or whatever. But then you kind of you they, you slowly peel back the layers on that character, and you realize there's reasons for this, and it, it's not why you think. Yeah. And yeah. so everybody, and even the, and then you got the villain. Who the villain is? He uh, is the big sticking point here. She's uh, the villain is. Uh, uh, also, uh, very complex and yes. is more than she appears in, uh, or on he. the on the surface. Or yeah. he and he yeah, or he yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. The, well, every every character, like I said, every, you know what's great is uh, you know if you're going to write a really good uh, series, you're going to write a really good book or whatever. You always start with creating really deep and developed characters, and that's what they've done. Every single character in this story is very well developed, 
has multiple layers, um, seems like they are something when you first meet them, and then as the story progresses, mm -hmm. they change and they shift, and you see things a, a differently. And what I love about a good a good story is going to take characters and it's going to shift their characters in such a way that makes it so that um, you play with the audience's emotions with mm -hmm. that character. You you say, okay, um, I, I'll give an example, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Oh, yeah. Okay. When you're watching that movie, um, and after Norman's mom, quote, Norman's mom, we all know who Norman's mom is, kills the girl, kills Janet Lee. Um, when he comes out of the, and he goes and cleans it up, you're rooting for Norman. You're rooting for him. You're like, um, secretly, I guess, mm -hmm. because you're like, oh my gosh, you don't want him to get caught. And then the car lights shine past him whenever he uh, he's putting the body in the trunk. You know, and you're like, oh no, he's going to get caught. And then the trunk, the, the car sinks down into the swamp. And you're like, oh man. And then it stops. You know, and you're like, oh no, it's not going to sink. And But he's a murderer. He's right. a murderer. And so what Hitchcock does with that is he creates his character and then makes you sympathize with a murderer. Right. You know, and there's things like that going on in this second season. Yeah, well, well, I mean, it's like that through, I mean, they have that kind of thing through all mm. these Netflix Marvel series. Well, not Iron Fist. But, um, <laughs> Iron Fist. But Jessica Jones, Gosh, season two. Iron Fist. Uh, uh, the moral Iron Fist, God. Uh, and the, uh, and uh, anyways, um... They, uh, all the other, most of them are like that, but Jessica Jones, season two of Jessica Jones has really done that the most, even more than the first season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. they, they really did that well in this. So, they poured it on. Uh-huh. And so, and at the end of the season, you just, like, really I, left wanting I, more. You know, I could, one, so. I could go so far as to say that there needs to be Emmys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Honestly, that... I don't this, think they'll get them, though. They won't get them because they'll get passed over because it's a superhero show. Yeah. But, man, this show deserves some Emmys. I would say writing, definitely, and some acting. Mm -hmm. I think that... Uh, please, Jessica Jones. Uh, Kristen Ritter. Yeah, she deserves Yeah, she, she did. And then one of the other characters, which I won't talk about because mm -hmm. I'll spoil it, definitely deserves an Oscar for that. Or not an Oscar, an Emmy. Yeah. Um... Okay, um, here's a surprise for you, Richard. Now, mm -hmm. You didn't know this because I didn't mention it till now. Oh, yeah. But this is our 50th and 50th episode. Wow, yeah, it is. It we've is, been doing isn't this it? for a while. Now, yeah. Right? Um, so, 50th episode, so congratulations. On our 50th episode, we are going to talk about a movie um, mm -hmm. for our, you know, movie of the week. This is quite frankly. <laughs> It's it's comedy gold. It it's is. Also, you know, um, it's the Jaws of Satan. Jaws of Satan. Yep. And I and this is one I will actually suggest you go and watch. Yeah. Because it's okay. The the uh, the the premise is pretty dumb. It's but extremely. It dumb. is really dumb, but is not as it is not as bad as they it sound make they make it sound mm -hmm. in the thing. It's actually parts of it are pretty tense thriller. Yeah. And I yeah, mean it has some pretty yeah. tense parts. Basically, <laughs> uh, what this is is uh, there's this guy and he's like is this priest uh -huh. and he's uh, he's like the member of some family that was like cursed by nomads. Yeah. And so like. <laughs> All of his like Jesus. ancestors and father and everything was like killed by Satan. 
Mm-hmm. And Satan takes over this cobra that escapes from, like, a carnival train. Yeah. And, like, kills everybody on the carnival train. And, uh, and goes to this town, and he's, like, getting these other snakes to attack people in town and stuff, searching yeah. for him. But what's great about this is most of the time, it's not like you don't, like, see Satan or anything like that. You see the cobra, but then you mm-hmm. see a lot of snakes and stuff. And there are, like, some really tense moments, like, parts that, I mean, especially if you have a phobia about snakes. Mm-hmm. I don't like snakes. I can't. Yeah, don't watch this I don't like if you're scared snakes. of snakes. But there is, there is parts, like, where I was, like, really <laughs> tensed edge. up. Really, yeah, on edge. Because it was, like, freaky. You have, like, you know, rattlesnakes right. and stuff like that in it. And, and, and for some reason, they always appear in people's beds. They do. I don't show know. up in the beds. A lot. Um, but, um, with, this, with the cobra outside behind the curtain, you can see his shadow because the the, the, the cobra puppet they use is right. pretty bad. Actually, the, no, most of that was the real cobra. and that's the real what, cobra? Yeah, for most of it, yeah. Well, there's a few scenes where there's a, where there is a puppet, but for the most part, and that's what I liked about this movie is, I, they had a few puppet snakes in there that were <laughs> they were really fake looking, but for the most part they used real snakes, and uh-huh. and they didn't do that thing like a lot of other shows do where they get like a python or something and uh-huh. and use it as a poisonous snake. No, right. they used real rattlesnakes. Yeah, there's real this, rattlesnakes in this that movie. they used. <laughs> Obviously, that you know. Trust they, me, I'm from Oklahoma. Oh yeah, I know what rattlesnakes. Yeah, are. they were real. And it was pretty freaky. There's one that got into her bed, and then the one that climbed into to the bathtub as she's about to get into the shower. Oh, yeah, that's and, messed oh, up. oh, man. That was like, messed oh, up. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Because it's, it's like, like the snake's in the bathtub, and then she gets in the bathtub, and you think, how is there room for that snake and her in the bathtub and her not noticing it? And then she turns around, and it's no longer in there. Yeah. Where did it go? And you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, there were some pretty uh, pretty tense moments in this movie. Yeah, of course, this was an 80s movie, so mm-hmm. you had the whole thing where, like, a, there's a woman who's hysterical, and obviously in the 80s, the only way to calm down a, a hysterical woman is to slap her in the Just face. Just slap the snot Just slap her in the face. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, that's... Doesn't, that, that's doesn't such cause a, great, a lawsuit that, at all. Yeah. <laughs> of course, she turns around and slaps him back in this one, yeah. so, that's a, so at least... So At least there's some turnaround. If you like um, snakes and you if, like uh, vicious slap fights, <laughs> check out go Jaws check of Satan. out Jaws of Satan. <laughs> it's pretty fun uh, and, and pretty terrifying in parts. Actually, very definitely terrifying, and we're not kidding. Mm-hmm. No, okay. it's, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Pretty tense parts. Go watch it. Yeah, whole okay. thing's on YouTube. I yep, guess the whole so, thing so. is on YouTube. You can go check it out. All right. So until next time, uh, be sure and. Uh, if you want, go check out check out my books. Um, also, um, you can find us uh, on Twitter. What's our Twitter handle? Uh, at three cylinder SD. Okay, and then we're also on uh, Gmail. You can email us at uh, three cylinder star drive, all one word, three cylinder star drive at gmail.com. Until next time, I am Roger Colby, and I'm Richard Coots. <laughs> <laughs>